Welcome to the Youth Driven Podcast, and today we have Grace, who's a passionate, kind student leader who truly cares about traffic safety. She shares in this episode her perspective around distracted driving, impaired driving, a personal story about drowsy driving, and how important it is to have courage to speak up to your peers when making choices behind the wheel. So I'm happy to introduce you to Grace. Welcome to the Youth Driven Podcast. My name is Becky White, and today we have Grace with us. I met Grace through our youth leadership program at Youth Driven. She is just an amazing student leader who's super driven and just the kindest person ever. And she was actually on our staff this past summer at our summer summit. So it's an honor to have you, Grace. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love Youth Driven and I can't wait to talk today. So Grace, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school? I know where you're applying to schools because you're a senior. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a senior in high school. Um, I just turned 18 and I have two sisters, um, one younger, one older and a little brother. And I'm getting ready to apply, or I just applied to colleges, um, mainly no, the Northeast because I want to stay close to home. But yeah, I love the beach. Um, pretty much it. <laughs> because Youth Driven is a leadership and traffic safety program, I wanted to ask you, who is a leader that you really respect and look up to? I really respect and look up to would be my older sister, is a junior at the Naval Academy. I've always looked up to her and was always intimidated by her. But once we went to high school together, she was a senior when I was a freshman, we got a lot closer and I just really respect her. And she has a lot of guidance. That's wonderful. Does she know that? (laughs) I hope so. Oh, well, if she doesn't, she's going to know now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. As a leader, what do you think is the most important characteristic a leader should have? I think it's empathy. I think as a leader, you need to be aware where everyone else is coming from and understand that. That's a great one. And my last (laughs) leadership kind of question is, have you ever been in a situation where you were the leader and it was really scary at first, but you learned something from that moment? Everyone's a leader. First of all, I think it's just really step up and fake it till you make it. I think that the first time you have to lead a group or take charge or do anything like that, It is really scary. So in middle school, a lot of the kids in my grade were all making fun of this other kid because we were all young. It was middle school. Everyone's uncomfortable and awkward. And I didn't say anything for a while. And then I decided to say something and say, hey, guys, we shouldn't be doing this. And I think as a leader, it's about saying something and not just not doing the wrong thing, but telling the people who are doing the wrong thing to stop it. I think that's one of the scary parts is confronting a larger group of people when you're the minority. Right. And when you're making really good choices and you know, you're making a really good choice, but the majority might not be making those same good choices. Yeah, no, that is sadly something many of us face throughout our lives and whether it's at a, in a work sort of environment or any chapter of your life, good for you to stepping in and helping that kid. I should have done it earlier, but, but at least you did it which is not easy. And being a leader isn't easy. I always say that to you guys. So let's 
switch gears and really talk about traffic safety because that's what Youth Driven's all about. What do you think is the biggest traffic safety concern with maybe your peers at your school or the people you hang out with? For my generation and like my peers directly right now, I think the most common thing you see is driving high. I think that our parents' generation was the first generation that was like scared into not driving drunk. And they were the first generation to kind of be taught that. And they've really reflected that on us. So I think a lot of my peers have been told, got into high school, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive. And we've gone to assemblies. But the misconceptions with marijuana, that it makes you more focused or that it's all kind of new and how it's so accessible. Kids don't really know what it's doing to them or what it could do to them. And so if they don't have a reaction or they don't think they're having a reaction to it, it's fine to just drive. Or people who smoke weed like every day, they're like, well, I always drive high and I'm fine. So I think that driving high is the biggest concern right now. Yes. Cannabis and driving is a huge issue. And when I go into the schools and teach the curriculum, I teach, that is the biggest thing that students just aren't educated on is that it's illegal. And it's so new in our state that people are learning. Even the adults are learning more about it. And you know how you said that parents' generation was the first to really understand the dangers of driving drunk, but you guys will be the ones that will be teaching your kids and the next generation, the dangers of driving high. And hopefully we can get there sooner rather than later, but thank you for that perspective. What are some common things that you've heard other students say that are reasons they think it's safe to drive high? I'm more focused when I'm high. So I'm a better driver. A lot of people say that, or I'm a better driver high than I am sober. I'm high all the time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. I think those are the main ones that people say. Mostly people just think that being high makes them more focused or not distracted at all. The difference between, I think, teens that abuse um, cannabis versus alcohol is that teachers and other peers can't tell as often, like, that they're under the influence when they're high, it's assumed that it's all okay. How can we educate those individuals in a way that they'll listen? Even if they're not willing to change their behavior yet, what do you think is a great way to maybe educate your peers or other teens about the dangers of driving high? Um, I think first to just tell them like a lot of the falsehoods of what everyone thinks are preconceived notions of what is okay I think like showing them those statistics is helpful to get that in their head if they don't know that already but if that's not willing to change them I think telling them a story or showing them like these real instances of lives being lost is a a powerful way to move people it's sad but it's like the reality that we live in that we need to get this across now and we have to try them every, every way we can. Great advice. When you hear the phrase designated driver, many of us think of alcohol. And when people choose to drink alcohol, find a designated driver. Do you think that is the same correlation for when someone is also thinking about driving high? I think overall people associate it just with drinking. And I think when you get in a car and you're under the influence, everyone like make sure there's a DD, but I don't think 
they're making sure the DD isn't high, just making sure they aren't drunk. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty with that one. And many times when I do ask that question, a lot of people always say, you know, typically it's alcohol that people associate designated driver and it's not there yet that it's also driving high. You did mention earlier that another really big issue with youth your age is texting and driving or distracted driving, not you specifically, but what are some ways that youth in general could educate or help their friends realize the dangers of driving distracted? Honestly, what comes to mind first is that when I was in fifth grade, I think my mom showed me a video about a woman who was in her fifties and she was texting and driving and she hit a man on a tractor and took his life. And I was in like fifth grade and I started crying and I think about it every time I'm in the car and it really stuck with me. So I think showing those types of things to teens, but also just calling out your friends when you're in the car, like kind of embarrassing them, but not in the way in front of a bunch of people, but just being like, that's really not cool. Like you could kill someone or kill us and just really stating the blatant truth um, of what it can do. Yeah. Those European commercials are so much more graphic than the U S I feel like in all realms of traffic safety, those ones are really a lot more gory, but they're effective. And clearly that stayed with you. And why do you think not just teens, but adults who do drive distracted? Honestly, I think it's spur of the moment and people drive every day. It's a routine. It's something that you do. You drive the same roads every day when you leave your house and you go to work or school. Everyone's mind's moving so fast that you're not focusing on driving the one thing that you're doing because you have so much going through your head. When you're driving, you're not thinking, no one's thinking the whole time, I can't be distracted, I can't be distracted, or like watching the road. Everyone's thinking about everything else in their life. Yeah, it, I mean, how long have you had your license now? Two years. Yeah, and you do have those times where you may find yourself, especially if it's a drive that you do every day, like going to school, for example, and you f- may be really tired or just not even distracted or picking up your phone, but you get to your destination and you think to yourself, how did we, how did I get here? You're kind of in autopilot and driving is very, is something that needs your entire attention, but it is something that we do a lot. So you do get in this sort of just rhythm of getting used to it. So you think, oh, I can do other things while I'm driving. And it's very common and Unfortunately, we can't because the only variable in this also is that your drive isn't always the same because it's not always the same people on the road and you got to be defensive when you're driving and aware. So, but thank you for that. Do you think people wear their seatbelts around your school and around your friend community? I think for the most part, everyone wears their seatbelts. I think that it's something that we've For my age, we've grown up always with seatbelts. It's always been a thing. And luckily with the newer cars, no one wants the annoying beeping thing the entire way. Unfortunately, for high schoolers, we have a lot of used old cars. So not all of my friends, even my car doesn't have like the beeping thing when you don't wear a seatbelt. I think 
most people wear it, but I think there's still, especially in high schoolers with like older cars and a bunch of kids being shoved into one car, still don't wear it. What could be a way that we could encourage them or at least educate them on how to wear it or that the importance of wearing it and that it's your best defense against other cars on the road? Yeah, I think simply showing like pictures of just a car accident with someone with a seatbelt and then the car without someone with a seatbelt is really moving. But also like if you wear your seatbelt but don't have it around like your chest, how much different um, the accident could be. So I think that's also a misconception. Like people just want to be comfortable. So they just put it on their waist and not over their chest. doesn't make any sense because it's so much more dangerous. Yeah, there are so many viral videos you see people not wearing their seat belts and extremely eye-opening and makes anybody I feel like it would make anybody want to wear their seat belt more but wear your seat belts it's important and it's really easy so as a new driver what is one of the things when you started driving that was really scary as a new driver I think the hardest thing to get used to was merging <laughs> that was really scary and I just didn't want to do it so I think merging especially onto highways where cars are going so fast and you have to change speeds at such a fast pace was the scariest thing when I first got and what did you think about when you're actually on the highway and how fast people were going the first time I drove on the highway my legs when I got home were sore because I was clenching my thighs the entire time because I was so nervous um you poor thing (laughs) it's people were just moving so fast and I think speeding is so scary like even just like processing that you're going 60 miles in one hour like you're moving that far is crazy yeah speeding is something we all experience every single day on the roads there are always people speeding how do you feel about drowsy driving do you think that's another really big issue for teens i for a while was like this is like can't be that common until I was coming home from babysitting one night. My eyes were just shutting. I was so tired. I pulled over and I called my mom. I was like, I'm actually so tired. And I couldn't believe it was really happening because trying to play music and put on the AC. And I was like, this is like not safe. I need to get out of the road. But I do think it's way more common than people think. It's really scary because it can happen. Good for you for calling your mom. That's not easy to do, but good for you. And What happened? Did she come grab you and you just got the car the next day? Yeah, she came. They were very grateful after that. I called them. They, my, both my parents came. So my dad could take my car and I just went home, but I wasn't that far away from home. Your parents are the best. (laughs) I'm sure they'd rather come pick you up than the alternative of you getting hurt or falling asleep at the wheel. I know you've been in this program for many years and you've heard presenters talk about it and it is super scary when you know, you start to feel really tired behind the wheel and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what they were talking about. If you were say really far away from home and couldn't call your parents or couldn't call anyone else, they say 20 minutes, find a safe, safe place, lock your doors, pull over, find a parking spot and 20 minutes, take a nap and you should be better is the recommendation. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you kind of want to talk about with traffic safety or something you've learned at the summit that kind of stuck with you? I want to share um, something from the summit that I think about a lot is you have to speak up to your peers as scary as it is. I think about it all the time, I'm like speak up to my friends, speak up to my friends, because I think in high school, a lot of people 
your friendships are rocky or as stable as they are, you don't want to embarrass your friend or say something or make them feel uncomfortable in front of the person they like or your other friends. But if someone's doing something dangerous and you don't say something and the worst possible outcome happens, you would feel so guilty. And saying something as hard as it hard as it is you can go to bed at night knowing that that outcome did not happen because you did do something that is like the most important thing i can stress to any teen going to drive or driving um is speaking up to your friends i love it that was awesome grace you're awesome thank you so much for being on i really really <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was so no. happy to be here If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Youth Driven and all the traffic safety prevention work that we do, you can check out our website at www.youthdriven.org. Until then, take care of each other on the roads and continue to lead by example. Thank you.